podcast, I'll introduce to you a, a new uh, new person here. This is Alex Thomas Holland. I'm not new. You always do that when I've had a couple days in between shows. It's been, been lots of days. It's like once a week now. I, but that, we, that, that's fine. We need Okay, I'd like twice a week. It's just one of those days has to be in my office. Which is fine. It's been it went well when I did it in my office yeah. too. I like to see your face. We we did that all of COVID. I like to see your face mm, though. Hello. Hi. Hi. You look young today. Do I uh, shaved I've been going I've not been growing my facial hair out. Huh. Um but, but, but before we were just talking about uh, some criminal stuff here a second ago and I want to start with that. Hmm. So somebody got caught, somebody like doing robberies in East I Toledo. Saw that, but it wasn't our guy. Right. Did they catch this guy? No. <laughs> no. And didn't I send you there was two more he had two more hits like Well, I saw there was there was some other suspicious Robberies that fit his mo of like knock it off convenience places or whatever. Yes, but I we, I don't know if it was him or not. I'm assuming I assume I think I sent those to you and I assumed it was him because it was that right that like you're starting to pick up on the patterns. Uh, no, I don't think he's been caught yet. I want this to end up on On Patrol Live so bad. On Patrol, somebody catch this guy on a Friday, <laughs> like please. For the la- over the last month or so, some. I think young black kid who wears a hoodie, he's like 19, 20 years old, mm-hmm. goes in and stop and goes or whatever, robs him and leaves. And it's been like five or seven of these. And, and when we first talked about this, it's robs like- Robs him at gunpoint. It's like, hire for TPD. <laughs> like, he's clearly like quite Smart. A- evasive. Yeah, Correct. Yeah, yeah. Correct. At such a young age. He's the person that you need to have, like, take these- illegal skills and turn them into something profitable for both parties. Yeah. Um can I serious thing first if I may. Uh-huh. Uh and I'm you I'm assuming you have thoughts. Um Jaden and Bethany and I talked about this on Friday when they were here cuz I think we're all we weren't expecting to be overwhelmed with any election nonsense here in the middle of the summer or the end of summer, but it's issue one everywhere. And Jaden explained it better than it's been explained to me or I've read. Like, I get it. And he pointed out um, it's kind of like Republican manipulation, something about um, the real meaning is to prevent abortions or or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've seen the math of it and I've seen it explained quite well. And I don't know which way this thing is going to land or whatnot, but I do know if that is genuine, that it is the right Republicans trying to stop that or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. At some point, that sword is going to get used against you. Um, I know that they're they want to make it harder to change the Constitution, um, and that big majority actually isn't like such a big deal to me. But if they're doing it under the guise of of you know that rather than trying to stop abortion here, which I get in this red state. Um, at some point, their adjustment will likely come back to bite them. It might be quite some time, though, because I think what's going to have to happen is enough people are going to have to be well-informed enough to then take action. And I think that there's still a fair amount of people that are just that are looking the other way because they're just tired of it. Like there's a fair amount of like some cognitive dissonance and then just some folks that never get involved. I mean, you'd be surprised how many people you can explain what's happening to and they're like, really? Yes. Have you not been paying attention? Have you not been listening? And the answer is no. I haven't been paying attention and I haven't been listening. And so unless somebody brings it to me personally and explains it in a way that's impactful, I'm not going to care. Nobody really expects it 
Mm-hmm. Um, in the middle of summer, an August 8th uh, election. Um, so I can see the, the app, the or cognitive dissonance is, is a great way of going about it. And I don't necessarily mean that it will come back to bite them um, where we'll get so many people and we'll flip that thing back to right. where it was. But the other side will find something that they can exploit and do the same thing. Yeah. But, you know, and they could easily get the 60, the, the majority or the minority. Because if it changes, it, yes. would, it, it would be you have 60%, to have 60%. Right. Yes. As opposed to 50 plus one. And, and in a vacuum, like, I think that's good. Like, we should get as many people as possible um, to agree to push something forward because we're in this sludge of a political climate right now because so much is like 50 50, 51 49, 49 51. Uh, it, it's, it's bizarre. And when we were talking on Friday, it's been fun to watch what has affected you. Where, um, fun to watch. I knew it. What do you think I was going to say? I don't know. I was just, oh. I was waiting. <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> don't have to pay your student loans. They're yes, excuse. Yes. Supreme Court comes in and says, you have to pay your student loans. And Biden's like, screw that. I'm going to write an executive order with different words. You don't have to pay your student loans. Like, you can just flip words around and, 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 Fix what the last person did. You know, I just... Or change what the last person did. But there's did. something to say about having at least a base level base level information, because then you can adjust accordingly. I was not waiting on, with bated breath for that Supreme Court decision. I knew what was happening already. So I made plans accordingly. Apparently, there were like really not smart people that were making plans as if this part of their debt was going to be eliminated, and then it wasn't. And it's like... Bro, that, that's that was not them. an intelligent decision. However, I did do my application for the new repayment yeah. program. So my student loan payments went from like two fifty to eighty. Good. Eighty dollars. So I was very happy with that. And I resubmitted my public service loan forgiveness program documentation because I did that incorrectly the first time. Um, and my job approved it. So I feel good because I feel like I got the two big things out of the way as far as student loans. So I'm not far from all of my loans being forgiven. Good. That's just this tit, this political tit for tat, which has probably always happened. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just easier to see here mm-hmm. where we live because we're in a red state, but a very blue area. And I mean, and honestly, Joe Biden has still sig- done significant made a significant impact in student loans compared to anyone else. The fact that I haven't had to pay loans since essentially 2019. I, I think the last payment I made to my student loan was February of 2020. Well, the last guy started it. Did he? He paused all the oh, student loans. Oh, I guess loans. so. I, you're right. Yeah. I forgot that. Sorry. Okay, I'll give him his credit. Okay. I'll give him his credit. So, But that was significant, So, and, and I haven't had to pay. However, those months still count towards my loan forgiveness, so for loan forgiveness, you have to have 120 qualifying payments. And like now that payments are back up and running, I'm starting that back up again. And I would have started back where I left off, but that's not the case. They're counting every single month of the pandemic as part of my loan Good. forgiveness. So Good. it's significant, and hopefully it stays that way. Um, What's your take on the Lizzo situation? I'm not surprised. I believe a component of it. I mean, some of this is very specific. Like, the accusations against the creative director, Shirley Quigley, I think is her name, very specific. She she came after the lawsuit, right? 
she's in the lawsuit. Okay, because I, I know she's the, a significant portion of the lawsuit. You can bring me up to speed on this because I just kind of shook my head and did a <laughs> told you so. Um, on Lizzo, I was yeah. All right, yeah. the, the fat part. The oh. fat part is is deeply troubling. The and, fat shaming, yeah, is super hypocritical. But that was that shocked me. Everything else is like mm, just another one. Yeah. Um, the lawsuit about the sexual harassment and mm-hmm. her like making these dancers do stuff with like nude people around, mm-hmm. um, and and then I guess one of those got fat shamed and then or weight shamed and then fired and then I think I read that the creative director just talked about it like a toxic work environment and I'm like a famous person no but it was the creative director that was also a part of the toxic work environment so the uh the it sounds like the lawsuit is against Lizzo and Lizzo's production like Lizzo's company and the creative director is specifically named as one of the lead like problematic folks but some of it didn't shock me so the fact that like they felt peer pressured into touching a woman at a adult entertainment club that doesn't shock me because Lizzo describes herself as an exhibitionist so for her it's nothing to slap it slap a woman's ass like this in the entertainment industry you're allowed to do that like you know but to pressure another person that may be wildly uncomfortable with touching somebody else's body parts is actually super common and doesn't shock me that Lizzo would do something like that. This I, chair is noisy. Sorry. I, I'm not going to defend Lizzo in that regard. Yeah. But there is a certain lifestyle sure. that you have chosen to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, and... There are people who would be completely fine with that. And there are, there's obviously people who are, are very bothered by that. And I I don't ever want to victim shame, but the reality is, maybe this wasn't for you. Um, to be a dancer? Um, for Lizzo? Yes. Maybe like, for T-Swift. Like, right. Like, you see, you see all, <laughs> like, you have an idea. You have to have some kind of an idea of what you are involving yourself with. But some of the stuff is just really weird, too. So, one of the accusations was that they were made to be incredible. One person's virginity was constantly exploited. One of the virginity? Dan- one of the dancers was a virgin, and it was constantly brought up and exploited and discussed for the masses of the production team. And then Shirley Quigley, the allegedly Shirley Quigley, the uh, creative director, is highly religious and would constantly bring religion into a conversation that would make people uncomfortable and also would bring it into the conversation in a way that would be shaming. So like not having sex before marriage. And so there's so many weird parallels because at one point of the um, lawsuit, you have like sexual harassment and being and coming to strip clubs and being forced to touch the performers. And then on the complete opposite end, you have uber religious people giving their forcing their views on other people I'm like, what is going on here? Like, this is wild. And I watched the show on Amazon. I watched Lizzo's, like, competition to be one of her dancers' show. So I, Shirley Quigley was on the show that I remember. Um, So I'm a little disappointed. I mean, there's some stuff that's not shocking. But for Lizzo, this is not good for her brand. It just isn't. Like, do I think that you you have a right to be a little bit of a diva because... 
they all represent you. And so being strict, requiring somebody to be in rehearsal for 12 hours, I think that's fine. You know, regularly, no, but like to be a bit of a diva about what you're producing or what you're giving to the audience is important, but to create toxic work environments related to sexual harassment. One dancer like peed on herself because they had like a 12 hour day where they were all forced to re um, re audition for their, all of their roles. And which that makes sense. Like even that, I don't even think there's anything wrong with that for Lizzo. Like I've been unhappy with what we're producing. And so everybody is going to re-audition and you might not make the cut. To me, that's normal. Right. But they felt like if they even left the room, they were so strict and so like aggressive that if they even left the room, they would be fired. And so the one girl peed on herself. It ain't worth it to me. But I, okay. Right. I, like, I, I, I don't, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. First of all, I don't ever believe all this thing, all this stuff, a hundred percent. And somewhere, the truth is somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, you're exactly right. Like, I don't know how much. If I'm some kind of court or something, I go. Well, you could have, you should have just left. Mm-hmm. Like you peeing on yourself because of this strenuous, stressful work environment. That's on you. Yeah, I and and like, but, but go ahead. It's not. Like, so Lizzo has been this thing now. Remember when Floyd brought her up in like 2019? He's like, she's been a thing for a long, Truth Hurts is an old song. Yeah. So this is, this is like six, seven, eight, nine years. You did not sign up to work. There are dirtier places. Churches can be. You did not sign up to work at a synagogue. I just, I find some of it to be oddly specific for it to be not accurate or the truth being somewhere in the middle. I feel like some of that is probably very true, but I agree with you. Like, you can leave. People are... And again, I don't want to slam victims, but people are shrewd and evil Mm -hmm. these days Mm -hmm. and and vindictive. Mm -hmm. It's easy to make up very specific things. Now, if this was like a big chorus... Like that seemingly came out against Ellen and some others. Fine. When when all the stories met, like with Bill Cosby, like what it took us to like the fourth one. It was like, oh, these are all the same stories. Um, <laughs> there again, I'm just gonna sit with. I'm glad I don't have to make this decision. We can mm-hmm. just hear you know ramble about it. Um, the truth is somewhere in the middle, and maybe it shifts back and forth. There are people who aren't cut out for, and I'm not even saying like um, to be mistreated or whatever. There are some people, we know plenty of emotionally disrupted people, disrupted, mm-hmm. not disruptive, mm-hmm. and you thought you could handle this, and you couldn't, and then all of a sudden your mind gets away from you, and what you, when someone is just trying to maybe get the best at it, like a, like a, a coach, mm-hmm. and they're not going over lines, but it's tough. Like, if you want this job, which is a great job, you need to do this. But there are some coaches, so same, keeping with that, there are some coaches that don't need to be doing what they're doing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I and that and I think there might be a little bit of both going on here. So I agree that I agree with you. Like you can leave, you can make a different choice, you can make a choice to walk away. But then I'm also very like I also agree with the stance of standing and fighting though too. Like I'm not gonna leave. You're gonna leave because I have a right to be here. I'm doing things. You know what I mean? This is who has a right to be there. If you if you're if you got hired to do the work, so say you're a dancer and you're a good dancer, but and did, this is a good opportunity for you. But did you, you get hired? That's the thing. I, like, that's, I think they were all hired dancers. Okay. 
yeah, like I think they were all, you know, people working on her production that got through interviews so that had the talent to be there and, ha- you know, were there for the opportunity. And I like I kind of understand the concept of like, no, you're this is wrong. This isn't right. And I'm not going to allow it to ruin an opportunity for me. It's, it's an extension of my my feeling towards the current labor and employer climate. Good for the people for striking, because if you just threaten to strike, it that's toothless. But even beyond striking, just leave. Like nobody, no opportunity is so good to put you through this kind of persecution. And again, I I will withdraw a lot of this if this becomes a big chorus of um of people who have said she is just like over the line. Like there's screaming, intolerable, like prickly whatever it is but then again like leave i mean she is just a person this is not like a a, like she is smaller than ellen like as far as like ellen was a big brand the show everything but she's responsible for her production team though too and it's and it was it's not like it's like this stage crew where she probably doesn't know them or see them it's her dancers that she's in rehearsals with for hours that she's she travels with that probably, you know, spend a fair amount of time with her. Some of the accusations were racial as well. Like her black dancers were being treated disproportionately different than, you know, by the white production team. So was it a white production team? Yeah, they said they alleged that the majority of her like creative team, the folks that are in charge were white and that they were treating the black dancers badly and accusing them of things that were racially like motivated or charged. To come on the other side of this and to get some cachet back here, Mm -hmm. some good graces for whoever isn't yelling at me. (laughs) I'm sure they are. (laughs) I am. I, like, all this stuff is just so goddamn common. You don't want to know about your heroes, the people that you love, because we know know 0.01% of their life. And a good chunk of their life, you're probably not going to like a whole lot. So stuff like this comes out. But again, I know there are also some vindictive people. I've said that piece. I am like almost irate uh, if she was weight shaming someone because that has been an enormous part of who she is and how she has empowered so many people. She has busted through um, the the weightism mm-hmm. that so many people like mm-hmm. yourself, mm-hmm. like average girls, average girls who thought that they have their overweight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she has empowered so many people, and for her to do that to someone like to me, that is worse than almost everything else put together. Because without you saying, this is who I am, I'm going to dress however the heck I want, and if you don't like it, that's on you. But this is me. It's a part of who Lizzo is. Um, it would be like the Browns changing colors. Like, they are orange and brown. And you made so much money off of that, in addition to your talent, mm-hmm. and to spit that in someone else's face, that's beyond reprehensible. I mean, I kind of believe it. I feel like oh, it I probably it. Have ha- has happened. But at the same time... Well, I think that is like hypocritical and probably the biggest issue here. The what is an indication of her potential behavior beyond that is also contradictory to how she leads her concerts, to the message she gives to the, her community. That's why I said this is terrible for her brand in general. She leads with 
like be kind to people, love everyone, do your best in life. Like she she is someone that gives motivational messages at her shows regularly on social media regularly. Any appearance she can, she's giving some sort of motivational message beyond your your physical image. And so to find out that this is how she's acting is is pretty bad. Even even and I and I don't and I wouldn't say like that it's even sometimes justified because I have always said customer service is its most important when you're pissed off. Mm-hmm. Like it's your it's its most important when you're mad. And this is your this is work. This is professionalism. That's not that. Like we don't get to act like that just because you're the star of the show. You you get to act like that a little, but there's a line. Uh, yes, okay, there's, fair. Th- there, there's a line. Fair. I guess to me, uh, the weight thing holds so much more weight. Sure. Because I don't know but about I, but... I don't know about all her nice stuff, but it is easy to see who and what she is, mm-hmm. and that she has no shame. Good, 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 good. And for you to pick on that on someone else is is beyond disgusting. Allegedly, there was a lot of shaming. Even the girl that wouldn't touch the female performers was shamed. And I, like, I've been to strip clubs before, and I'm like, I'm somebody that can go and that can be in the environment, but I'm not going to do that. And I've been pressured, and it's super uncomfortable and embarrassing, like super uncomfortable and embarrassing. And it's like, I can still be here and like buy drinks at the bar and be sitting here with my friends and not be showering ones to the strippers and have strippers asses in my face you don't think so i think so uh it depends on who you're going with and you well you do what you do but like don't come to me i don't i don't want body parts in my face like it's not clean to me i i think you have a pretty good grasp of that especially you're spending all this time with people and you get to know their traits Mm -hmm. and their behavior um like if it's probably going to be a little naughtier if you go to a strip club with Philip than with me. But I would go with Philip. I just like let me be let me do my thing, you do your thing. Even if your thing is right here, even if you're right next to me. I'm going to ch- I'm not going to be on my phone. I'm going to be looking around. I'll probably compliment someone like just don't get in my lap. Like you but know what I mean? It, it, but it could happen. It's not enjoyable to me. But that's applicable to like so many aspects. Um, it, it, that's where I can see like the racial stuff, the mm-hmm. religious stuff, the virgin stuff mm-hmm. popping in. That's where it descends into um, like locker room bullshit. And we've always heard like, oh, women can be much raunchier than, than oh. like it, there are no ends for, for some groups of people when you get into some of those comfortable situations. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I like. If you hear something naughty, like, and you're like, "Um, oh, did I just hear something?" I mean, it might be a lot worse than that. Once you mm. get deeper into the group, like, you and oh I- yeah, we're we're terrible. But I just don't, I don't want body parts in my face. I don't know if you've showered and you put that ass on a toilet seat at some point. Mm. So mm. don't, please don't come near me. I'm curious to see how this all plays out. You know that for uh, did she say something about BTS? Oh, I don't know. I didn't notice. Oh, um. I, I think saw, she's in Korea or something like that right now. I saw one one tweet that said, oh, we should have known she wasn't good when she said this about BTS. Oh. And the thing I saw was the video, she said she couldn't be in a room with them because I guess she, something about she was going to like, she wouldn't have sex with all of them. Oh. Which hmm. doesn't seem that she's bad. She's obsessed with BTS. Yeah, good, 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 good. It, it, but it, she was saying she wouldn't be able to control her urges. 
I don't think she meant that like she was going to rape them. Yeah. I think all of us have said something like that before. Like if Jason Moe was here right now. <laughs> I knew you were going to go, Jason Moe. He just I had would, a birthday. I would have to close my... See? <laughs> I'd have to close my eyes for the things that you did to him. <laughs> With permission, of course. I'd be like, Aquaman, no more. With permission, of course. Um, And I guess within the last couple of days, Beyonce took a Lizzo name drop out of Break My Soul in one of her shows. Really? Which I'm sure set off like seismic waves. Whoa. Yeah, and I don't know if that was just a misstep or... I don't know. I know she's always pretty pointed. Um, Nobody's going to hate on Beyonce because she hasn't made a decision yet. She's Beyonce. I mean, I, people will, but... I mean, I, I Beyonce was always one to share an opinion, mm-hmm. especially in a sly way like that. Mm-hmm. But I also think she's bright enough to know, I don't want to touch this right now. Right it's now, It's best exactly. to just leave it alone. I agree. Agreed. How's the house? You know, I it, the house is good. My mother is there at the moment, cleaning it from top to bottom. Give you something to do. Well, she just can't help herself. I think she doesn't trust my level of cleaning. Like, you know, she doesn't trust that I'll be able to clean it to her standards because I think she thinks this is her house. And I say that with love. Um, How do I get that at my place? Well, but we also, like, made sure we got a house with a room on the first floor for her and in case she ever needs it. So it's what's mine is my mom's. Like, it, that, it, that's just a fact. But um, she's, she's, the house is good. So we're, I believe we're going to move this weekend. And I, everyone's like, what do you mean you believe? Are you moving or are you not moving? And it's like, I don't need a moving truck. So it's just when do Thomas and I feel like putting the energy to packing our shit up and getting a friend with a pickup truck to come over and haul it over there. Um, and I think, you know, the goal was to wait until the privacy fence was installed. We're getting a six foot tall fence. Right now our fence is like four feet tall or maybe a little shorter. And um, yeah, worried uh, Sonny's gonna get on a jetpack and fly over it. Well, Petey can, and you know we took them over there, and I regret not recording it because it was a moment. But we took them there, and there was like three or four people that walked past just in the time that they were outside, and they didn't notice, but they were so distracted with what they were looking at. Um, but Petey can't. Petey can jump like he can jump really high, especially if he gets a good run and start. Um, and so, and just like, it's on a main road and I could be visibly seen and it, it's kind of uncomfortable to know that everybody knows that's where I live. Cause they, I, I spend a lot of time outside, you know, I've been outside quite a bit already. Waiting for Jason Momoa to drive by. Exactly. Cause could happen I, at any minute. It's going to happen. He spends time in Detroit, you know, I, I could totally, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Somebody bring him here for me anyway. So, um, yeah, so it's good. So hopefully we're going to move this weekend. So by Monday, which I might take Monday off, um, by Monday, by like Sunday night, I will be sleeping in my new house. Good. With nothing. So I have no couch. I'm contemplating just bringing the mattress and box spring and not bringing the bed because I wanted a new bed. So literally with nothing, but we'll be there. I'll have my clothes and my makeup. How's getting out of Perrysburg? Uh, like how's ending the apartment yeah. stuff. Uh, a nightmare. I mean, we've talked about that, but it's it's surprising. We were talking about this actually when I walked in before the show started. It's surprising how much extra shit apartment complexes are putting into the lease and how many loopholes you have to jump through. Like, I understand 
having a lease break fee. I've always understood having a lease break fee, but having a lease requiring 60 day notice and then another essentially two months for of rent to break the lease. That's four months of rent when the rental industry right now is booming. So you're going to re-rent it quickly. That's four months worth of rent. That's like $5,000. It's insane. And then an inspection in advance because we don't know if we're going to have to order new like appliances or not. So we have to get into your apartment right now, actually. And you don't get to schedule that appointment. Like it, it just it's almost dehumanizing. Like, I, like the more that I think about it, I'm like, we are human beings, right? Like we are, this is our home. We do pay you a significant amount of money to live here more than what it's worth. Might I add, like we do pay you more than what this place is worth to live here. Uh, new guy here lives at Commodore Perry. He said his rent's like nine seventy, but it's like, I think over 1100 because of these bizarre Additions. fees. Like, I have to pay for common ground electricity. It And what you just described, they could just come in. They're making I, renter's insurance mandatory now. I am... I'm very careful. I don't I don't often throw these analogies around because you're talking about, like, millions of dead people. But this is some Gestapo shit. <laughs> Isn't it like, fucked up? This, this, like this messed rent, up. This rent inflation shit is fucked up. Yep. And... There's at some you want to talk about putting your foot down about something. Mm-hmm. Forget about like being mistreated at work. You can walk the fuck out, but you like you said, you live here mm-hmm. and you're you're paying. And there's there's gotta be something in gouging. Like I am waiting for some kind of class action lawsuit to pop up. Like I know you can charge mar, there are market forces in play, and you can charge whatever someone is willing to pay. Mm-hmm. But when I heard that a friend here and they were raising his rent in a decently nice place from thirteen 13- 50 to 1700 that's is this 25 percent is about i think this is off top yeah. of 25 percent. are you out of your mind mm-hmm. like this reminds me of it. whenever there's some kind of like miniature gas crisis and then you drive you go to work and gas is 325 and you come back because of some something in some news story across the planet and now it's 425 this is gouging i'll be interested to see what is discussed about this years from now because I feel like it it is becoming I'm not saying it's a national crisis because that's thrown around often well, I think it is though but it's it is becoming such an issue I mean the fact that it's Toledo is a good place to live our our area like our area is a good place to live Northwest Ohio the cost of living is notoriously good that's why people live here and so the fact that we are struggling, I can't imagine how other people are struggling in other cities, but it's just, it's just wild. And it's, it, it is one thing. And there was at one point a model, and I'm not sure if they're doing this right now. I knew that they were going in this direction, but again, people are on waiting lists to get apartments. So it's not like you're 80% occupied. If the target is to be 95% occupied and you're 80% occupied, that's money that you're not getting. So I get increasing your rent to make up for that right? You're increasing your rent because you're full and you know you're going to get the money from people, which is just dumb. And then the way that they were, the way that when I worked in the private, so I still work in property management, but when I worked in the private property management industry for six years, the goal was for them to get to a model where if you came into the leasing office and you said, hey, I'm looking for an apartment, that apartment will be your friend's apartment that was 970 something that apartment may be 875 right because the market they're looking at the trends per day 
occupancy, occupancy rate and area trends per day. But then three days later, the trends are peaking up because all these students are coming in to get their rent. And so now your rent is $1,200, right? They'll change it per day based on the market. Crazy. Absolutely and crazy. This is this, this is even a more perverse version of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll use that same friend, and I, I'm not going to name the place, but this friend who was like, I, I tried to do the math for him. Even when I did the math, I was like, yeah, maybe you know, when you take in moving and all those headaches, it's it's worth it to just you know stay. Mm-hmm. But it was like going to be five grand. I'm like, oh, moving costs are not that much. 2500 <laughs> or whatever. Right. And whatever the new place wants, maybe mm-hmm. it's just, you know, bite the bullet and stay where you are. So he uh, looked at some places and he told me one place. I was like, oh, no. Oh, absolutely not. He's mm-hmm. like, what could be so bad? I'm like, and he saw it was inexpensive. I was like, he's like, I, it could be bad and I'll just hang here. I'll save some money and then get Isn't out in that a year. Awful. Hold on. I'll tell you off here the place. Oh. Um, I was like, oh, okay. And we have a friend that lives over there. I was like, I, okay. I mean, if that's a strategy, like that's something I would think of. You suck it up for a year and you don't like, you don't bite that financial bullet um, as hard as you could. He came, he went to go visit and came back. And he was like, oh, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. And, and I, I have another, I know another person who lives there. He too needs to find another place because they said the rent is going up to like eleven hundred dollars, and I was like, "Why?" They said something about new management. I'm like, "Really?" Because the previous management management has has really been awful and let the place go. I can't believe what I've heard from the stories about what they're trying to charge are almost harder to believe than what I have heard has gone on in these places before we got to all this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I told you, so I text my story. So for, so we're moving out of my apartment. I'm required to give 60 days notice. That's a financial obligation of 60 days for, for my unit and for any of my amenities, including my garage. So I have to pay for my garage. And then I'm required to pay my lease break fee, which is 200% of my rent, which is essentially two months rent. And I was unhappy with what they were requiring from me for an inspection. And so I said, you know what? We're still unsure of when we're getting into the apartment because we're having work done. And so I'm not going to give you guys my move out notice right now. I mean, I was ready to give notice at the end of June, but it was like, well, nope, actually, you have to pay your lease break fee up front. I'm like, I don't have to pay it at the end of my 60 days when I'm actually moving out and breaking my lease. No, no, you'll have to pay it up front. And we won't put your unit on notice until you pay that fee. And I understand that some of these policies are coming about because people were violating them. But so what? You're in the industry. You can't avoid people trying to fuck you over. And don't turn around and screw over your residents because and punish them for things that that, that just happen. Like, you don't get to avoid uh, uh, emergencies, consequences, bad debt. You know what I mean? Like you can't, you can't do that. You know, you can, and they are, but it, it just to me, I would not be doing something like that. And so I'm like, you know what? Fine then. I'm not going to put my apartment on notice. 
it is on notice in my mind. And so when I'm ready to turn in my keys, I'm going to give you your financial 60 days notice and I'm going to give you your financial lease break fee. I'm going to pay all of my financial obligations as it states in the lease and I'm going to leave. So I'm going to give you my keys that day or maybe a couple days later so I can get in and clean it up. Um, and and I, when I called, I mean, you know this because I talked to you privately about it. I was, it was like the management company was at a loss for words. They were like, you can't do that. I'm sorry, what? You, you can't do that. You may be responsible for your rent until we release the apartment. But I'm paying my financial 60 days just because you have to give proper 60 day notice. I said, I am. I'm just also turning the keys in that day. Like, what is the obligation for me to occupy my unit for 60 days or for me to pay the 60 days? And she seemed to be confused. And the and what was what was worse about it is the general thought was, no, 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 no. You're going to get more fucked over than this. Like, you're no, you're not getting out this easy. Man. Like until you're. Yeah. Until your, your scent has left. They're going to charge you. Yes. It's and I'm like evil. Literally, if I give you 60 days notice today, that would take me to the end of September, right? So if I give you pay through the end of September today, I pay it online. And if I pay the lease break fee online and then I turn my keys in in three days, I have paid all of the financial obligation that you're stating that I owe you. And I'm turning in the keys. She goes, no, no, no. You have to give us proper notice because you're turning in the keys. We haven't had time within those 60 days to prepare your unit. And I'm like, but you can turn my unit over and be ready for another rental in two weeks and start getting rental from that unit in two weeks and still have my 60 day payment. I'm so confused. But it's like the it's almost what do I want to say? Like the baseline or like the 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 main idea is to screw you over. And so if you can't get, no, no, we don't, you don't get to do this because this is your consequence. This is your consequence. And I'm just like, this is wild. Can I just give you my money and I can go? Like, <laughs> please. So, um, I don't know. We'll see. We're still, I haven't given notice. I mean, we're financially ready to leave. Um, it's just a matter of when we're going to pack our stuff and get out. And then I want some I want something like legal to come out of this because there are too many of these stories. Yeah. And I know a lot that that renters don't have a lot of leverage anyway. But this is this is all over the country. Um, and you've got a maybe this is the product of whatever it was several years ago. A lot of people were buying up houses yes. to rent them out. I'm sure the same thing happened with uh, apartment complexes and, and, and whatnot. It's either you know some legal action happens, or you're gonna have a lot of you're gonna have a lot of landlords uh, like with uh, with cement ankles in the bottom of a river. You know, and this this landlord company, like this property management company that I live at, is very large, primarily based in Michigan, like gigantic. I worked for them for quite a while, and I'm like, you know, the problem here because there was there was you know, ironically, I was talking to one of my neighbors who has also I've lived at this property since I moved to Toledo, so over ten years. And I was talking to another neighbor that has also lived there for quite some time. I knew her when I worked in the office. And she was talking about her displeasure with how people were being treated. And while we were having the conversation, there was a maintenance supervisor that was cleaning out his car because he quit. <laughs> like Because of how they were being treated. So across the board, the rental industry is like going nuts. And it's because of 
it seems like it's because of money. Oh, and, yeah. And it's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Again, you know why they do all this? I get the costs have gone up. You know what's been a pain in the ass? Um, like my car insurance has gone mm-hmm. up painfully. And I get it. Like uh, there are maybe fewer technicians and mm-hmm. parts. We, we, we know, we know, we know, we know. But this reeks of it's happening because they can do it. Yes. And, and we know why. There is a housing shortage. Mm-hmm. Um, the housing market has settled in a lot of ways. Um, from where but there's it, still not enough to no, go there, around. Yeah. There's not. It, it's not as wild as it once was. It's it's settled, and the interest rates, I think, primarily are causing the issues now that people are unaccustomed to. And, and the rental industry, the property manager, is taking major advantage of it because mm-hmm. it... A lot of these places were probably bought up by more evil places because, mm-hmm. again, the answer to all things is money. They're like the one place before, they were making money, they were doing well. But other places in, during the pandemic were preaching and saw this. And they're like, this is an opportunity. We can't invest in the stock market in this. So let's do this. And, and they did the math right. So that's good. Um, good for you. But to do this to people, especially when it comes to the roof, like cars, mm-hmm. I get it veterinarians i get it but the roof over people's heads it's just it's ruthless and evil so i i mean to kind of end the conversation we'll see how this goes i will be on the lookout for a couple of things and i'm i'm familiar with this so if i were to go online to the portal right now and pay my financial obligation without putting my apartment on notice they will put all of that money to my like to advance rent and then will not categorize it as i want them to so if I say, here's $5,000 because in two days I'm going to put my apartment on notice and I'm going to owe it, they will take that $5,000 and pay my rent in advance. So instead of taking half of it, putting to the 60-day and taking the other half and putting it to the lease break fee, they will do that. And I know that they will do that. So I'm not going to give that to them just yet. And then I know I'm saying it on the show, so nobody better tell on me. If I leave my unit, they can get me for abandonment of the unit as well. If they have probable cause to believe that I have left my apartment and I'm no longer living there, they can remove me. Like they can they can take back possession of that apartment and make me financially responsible through the end of the lease, despite, you know, if I if I haven't put my apartment on notice yet. So if they go into my unit and they say, well, she's she's got stuff here, but she's not actually living here, they can make that decision, take back possession of my apartment, and still charge me through the end of my lease, which would then go to collections and all of this issues. What's your lease right now? 12 months. Oh, it's the rent a month. 1100 Let's say um, Thomas Alex... Uh, went online and said, hello, I'm looking to rent here. What do you think they would charge that person for the place that you're living in now? I don't know. I haven't looked. I bet we should. I don't know. Well, I just signed a lease, so I feel like whatever I just signed is probably reflective of what they're charging. I also thought in my one friend's situation, I mean, 25% increase, I wonder if... He he said there's new management. They've done a lot of upgrades. Cool. I wonder if they're just like knowingly pricing people out a certain clientele. Mm-hmm. And this person is not any kind of minority. Mm-hmm. Person has money, pays their rent, all that stuff. I wonder if they're just trying to turn over um, the clientele there. So and and because 
No one can stop them. They go, raising your rent 25%. Maybe. I mean, our my apartment complex is like mid to above average, so not quite luxury, but they're not, they're a little bit above mid-level. The problem, though, is they have a fair amount of professionals on this property. And so if I'm like, I'm not just going to roll over. Like when this stuff is happening, I'm going to fight back a little bit. I'm going to, you know what I mean? I'm not going to just roll over and agree if I feel like this isn't right. Just like, I mean, primarily why I haven't given notice yet. I'm like, fine, then this is what I'll do. You know, and there's other individuals on the property. I was I was talking to someone and she says, and they just and I'm like, you can't you can't do that. Like, you know, at one point they gave us a notice and they said, oh, we're coming in to fix all your dryer vents or we're coming in to clear out your dryer vents, which is outside. And then we'll come into the unit and clear out your dryer vent from the inside. It's preventative. You're required to. You don't get to schedule appointments so long as we give you reasonable notice. Here in the lease says we have to give you reasonable notice. Reasonable is a very subjective Very subjective. Exactly. You know what the reasonable notice was? We will be there between July 18th and July 21st from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. You don't get to make an appointment and you better be there. And it's like, I can't take four days off of work because I just took a day off of work last week or two weeks ago so you could come in and fix my furnace filter that you said I'm not allowed to make an appointment for. This isn't reasonable. I'm sorry. This is not reasonable. There are people who are in like tiny countries imprisoned by like uh, (laughs) like African warlords. Yeah. Like the people that you see, they're in jeeps and they're holding all kinds of guns, and there's like a civil war happening. They have more freedom than what you have. It's just, it's just wild, and like, it quickly became another reason why I'm like, we need. You remember, I was going nuts because I couldn't get out of my house. I couldn't get somebody to accept an offer. This was before even we started. This was before the wedding when I couldn't get anybody to accept our offer. I just wanted out. And that was really for my mental health because I felt trapped. But they've th- this apartment complex and the property management company and and what is happening in the rental industry very quickly became a very high priority as to why I want out. I want out. And I know it's I'm incredibly privileged to be able to drop the damn near $15,000 that we did so that we could get out because that's that was what we had to drop for down payments, for closing costs, for this fee and this fee and this inspection and this inspection. I mean, we spent about 15 grand to get into a very average house in a very average neighborhood. I know how incredibly privileged I am to do that. I'm grateful I was, but a mess. I think I owe everybody from our wedding thank you cards. I still haven't done that. I'm an ungrateful asshole, according to my mother. (laughs) I was thinking of taking a picture of Thomas and I in our home and sending them a thank you at at our one-year anniversary, which is in like two months. Send that an email. No, I don't have people's email. I'll send thank you cards. I'll send thank you cards at our one year. We've made it to a year. Thank you so much for for being invested in us. Longer than most people are going to make it. (laughs) All right, we're done. That was a lot. (laughs) Rent-ageddon. Bye-bye.